The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Profit from the best advice. Collier'sRural.co.nz Quarter to seven, a quarter to eight rather, quarter to eight. Last week the government released a, a damning report into the devastation caused by forestry slash during Cyclone Gabriel and it recommended changes were made to improve the sector. But the report wasn't, didn't go down too well with the Forest Owners Association who hit out at it, saying it was put together too hastily. Joining us this morning, Don Carson, Communication Manager for Forest Owners Association. Morning, Don. Yeah, Morena, Brian. Yeah, we, uh, for the most part, didn't like it. Uh, some of our response was, yeah, look, uh, we'll take it on the chin and a manager retreat out of what is too unstable uh, for harvesting pine trees. And the big point, I think, there, though, the bigger picture is that uh, the report really failed to address the fact, probably because uh, its investigation was too quick and probably also because the solutions are much too hard. If you see really the consequence of hail, then Gabriel immediately afterwards, the dump of Cyclone Gabriel in 12 hours was as intense, almost as intense as Cyclone Bowler was in 1988. And everybody remembers that as the benchmark other than the 1936 one that the old timers still uh, look back on. So uh, the failure to really understand that this impact of climate change was massive and is likely to reoccur, I think, made the inquiry miss the boat as to what the problem was. And concentrating on this idea of slash. Now, slash is technically the wood that comes from harvest of the pine trees. It's left on the slopes, goes into the rivers, and some of it finishes up downstream against bridges in a storm all over the beach. Now, you take an example, say Wairoa, that's pretty much midpoint between Gisborne and Napier, and the analysis of the woody material there that the investigation did not mention, um, nor did it, other than the photo caption, mention it for any other part of what happened, is you had about a third of it was pine, about a third of it was native trees, no harvesting going on there, and about a third of it was willows and poplars that farmers put in, uh, in good faith, to stabilise the land, and it didn't work. They turned into battering rams rather than reinforcements of the land, and only 2% of it was actual forest slash. So if you say, if we solve the slash problem, and never are we going to do that completely, it's just the nature of working in a pretty harsh environment. Uh, If you fix that, it's not going to solve the problem of more intense storms coming down. I mean, already in the first place, the original European pioneers had cut down those trees, put in sheep. As a result, the land was covered in grass and that was very unstable. Bowler drove home that lesson. But the question now is how to get back into treeing it up, be it native trees or exotic trees or whatever, because the storms coming through have such an intensity, if if Cyclone Bowler is going to be the example, uh, that they'll rip trees out. Uh, before they can establish themselves. And that really is a fundamental question. And I think the panel really failed to address that. And the fact that they said that there was an important infrastructure downstream is still going to be vulnerable if you have a lot of wood coming down and a huge amount of sediment. Again, you have a look at those maps, you do an analysis and look at the numbers on how much land was lost. It was massive. Again, uh, who measures up against Bowler? The jury's probably still out on that one. But and certainly in, in Hawke's Bay and even along the Wairarapa coast, massive amounts of farmland uh, disappeared. The report mentions that there are going to have to be some controls over farming that land. Didn't say what. Another burden on top of the farmers uh, to somehow resolve that. But the, the questions fundamentally, I think, are much more difficult to solve 
How do you manage to get a pasture to a treescape that will hold that land, that will establish themselves in the face of massive, massive storms that are likely to come in the future? Kind of more questions than answers, really. So what happens really next? Is. Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. happens now? Well, uh, who knows? Uh, it's a much more difficult problem to solve. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the panel was visionary in some, to some extent. You know, They talked about uh, in another 100 years, it would be covered in trees, uh, exotics and native trees, and they would be, to quote, the lungs of the Pacific in carbon sequestration. I mean, it's a, it's a fine vision. At the moment, there's 4 million tonnes per year of carbon dioxide that is locked up in those trees extra to what there had been previously um, in the, in the Pine Estate. So it's doing its bit to counter global warming, but the problem seems to be overtaking it. So uh, mm. what sort of solutions there are? And you also must consider too, Brian, the economics of this. It's all very well saying, OK, you, you pull back your farming, you pull back your forestry to much safer land, and that has to be done. But where are the jobs for 60, 000, a population of yes. 60,000 in that region? What is their future? A few visionary things. Throw a bit of government money at it. Everybody's lining up for some government money. Unless you have solutions, and I've got a vision that goes along with the lungs of the Pacific, is that that region can become totally self-sufficient in energy if you use that forest last uh, retrieve it from the slopes, uh, put it through the chippers, process it into pallets or burn it as it is, uh, use it as the bunker fuel for the ships going, taking the logs out and everything else. Uh, you, you could make that region self-sufficient and that would chew up a lot of the uh, uh, of the problem that comes from Slash. But yeah. that's, that's a visionary sort of one. It's going to need government money, but in the end, unless it becomes economically viable, it's not going to work for very long. Uh, the uh, Tairawhiti region has had that, uh, that solution thrown at them too many times and it's not worked. We need more visionaries like you, Don. And very quickly, you've got some <laughs> thoughts on the uh, overseas uh, players being made available for All Blacks. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's those what pre- I can remember back in the days when All Blacks had to turn out they didn't get into the ABs, they couldn't pick and choose. And this is a sort of another gone global indication of the same sort of thing. I think the attitude is uh, quite fundamentally down at the core that the All Black uh, culture and New Zealand rugby is that it is arrogant. It believes it can defeat everybody because it used to be able to defeat everybody. Arrogance certainly leads to confidence. Confidence generally leads to success, but beyond a certain point uh, that it comes unstuck. And I think that, yes, there should be a quota of the All Blacks having to play over a number of seasons or be available before they can go overseas. But once they're overseas, why can't you select them? I think that the pool of talent now has been drained so much. Mm. It's a worldwide thing. You know, these guys are going to have to go and play on the much more lucrative fields of Japan and France to earn a living commensurate with their talents and their dedication. And they shouldn't be squeezed out of eligibility for the All Blacks just as a nose-cutting off despite the face exercise. I like it, Don. Good on you, mate. Very nice good. to nice okay. to chat. We'll talk in a couple of weeks. Okay, look forward to it, right? Cheers. Ninety percent of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.